Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. I'm thrilled to welcome in today's Go for Leadership podcast, Dr. Constanze Holzwart. Constanze is well-known executive consultant, trainer and coach and a very experienced executive whisperer. Constanze was studying psychology in Regensburg, Germany and kicked off his career. She worked uh, more than six years as psychotherapist before she became consultant, trainer and coach for all the senior executives of Siemens. After 10 years of gaining deep experiences of leaders, she started her independency and now she deals with topics around leadership consulting, coaching, online coaching, workshop moderation, as well as keynote speaking. And I feel very honored and privileged to have her today in the show to ask her about her insights of the last 10 years as independent counselor and highly successful executives. Go for leadership interviews. Constanze, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Daniel. I'm really happy being invited. Perfect. Thanks. Thank you. So, Constanze, as always, we ask the first question, how does leadership or what does leadership mean to you? How would you define it from your experience? Well, first of all, I consider leadership not as a privilege. Uh, for me, leadership is a service, um, a service for the employees. And the service consists of supporting uh, the employees in developing himself or herself. And the goal and the re requirement of good leadership must be that employees can develop their full potential. This is not only uh, this not only serves the individual uh, employee, the company benefits from it too. And I like uh, Sandar Pichai and his words. He said, "As a leader, a lot of your job is to make people successful." And for me, includes this that um, you make the in individual employee successful, and the key is an appreciative attitude towards employees as a basis and to see each employee as an individual and to lead each employee individually to look for people's potential and spend time developing it. And on the other hand, it's important to make teams successful. In other words, to ensure good and effective and efficient teamwork. And in this way, a good leader makes uh, the company successful. And it's absolutely necessary that the leader likes people and that he likes to work with people. And I like to say it in German, wer Menschen beschäftigt, muss sich mit Menschen beschäftigen. Love it. No, I can actually uh, pretty much buy into what you have suggested and it's so great to have the same passion for people actually to understand uh, or to get to know the people that you are working with. Now, most likely uh, we all also gain certain, let's say, a certain style throughout our career. So maybe uh, give me some insights about how would you describe your own leadership style? Well, uh, my everyday leadership work consists uh, of leading individual senior executives and also teams and organizations or organizational units through transformations and innovation processes. And here uh, I like Sandar Pichai's uh, definition. Uh, for me, leadership means making others successful. And so I focus especially on the strengths and potentials uh, of the people I work with. 
as well as on the strengths and potentials of the teams and organizations I work with. On the potentials, um, on these potentials, excellent uh, solutions can be built on and developed. It's an excellent basis for developments uh, and changes. And yes? No, go ahead. And I listen carefully, um, or uh, it is important for me to listen carefully and to be in a permanent, a permanent dialogue. And that's, um, and it's extremely important for me to understand uh, my customers and uh, what they see, uh, what they want to say, what they mean. And I try to understand what drives and motivates them and so uh, to find out their strengths. And it's always important to me sh uh, to show appreciation for people and organizations and to recognize their previous achievements. And I think that's an important basis for the acceptance of change processes. And I think change is a great uh, hint, uh, actually. So uh, with, with, I think, more than two decades of experiences of deep knowledge working with so many different executives, um, how has leadership changed, actually, in the last years? Can you give me some I, insights? Yes, and I prefer to answer the question how leadership should have changed in the last Yes, mm -hmm. because I see great differences in what has changed in, uh, changed in the last years, both among individual executives and in different companies. Some companies and some leaders have changed significantly. Others lack awareness of the need to change leadership or leadership culture, and or they do not change anything, even if they have recognized the need of change. And... Um, Well, we are in times of enormous change and that means enormous challenges for companies and their leaders and, of course, for their employees. And in these times of change, leaders are faced with the challenge to innovate and even disrupt themselves and to question their own leadership behavior. They have to realize that a new kind of leadership is necessary And the principle of command and control no longer works in times, for example, uh, in times of digitalization uh, and uh, in our changed working world. Instead, it is becoming increasingly important to lead with confidence and delegate responsibility, to lead with purpose, to cooperate and community with the employee, uh, employees at eye level to involve the employees and to inspire them, to enable them to make independent decisions, to encourage participation, self-control and networking. And it is really central that uh, managers set an example uh, for their employees uh, because change begins at the very top of a company or organization, um, at the very top of the leadership team. And the top management has an immensely strong role model character. Transformation has to be started by top executive leaders in a clearly visible way. Uh, the top management has to set an example. Um, this is the only way uh, to create credibility and to create movement in the company and to make changes happen.
It's important uh, to say that the situation is different in every company and um, for every leader. And so it is important to uh, develop an own leadership style for every leader in every company. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's very interesting um, what you just said. And um, uh, most likely... Uh, many leaders can can scope to, to it. So I think there's also a famous saying, right? The, the fish stinks from the top. Mm -hmm. So how does a whole organization actually wants to adapt if if the senior leadership team is behaving, let's say, not on the right on the right way? Mm -hmm. um, let me switch gears a little bit and also touch base with uh, the current situation within Corona. So um, we quickly uh, talked about this in our introduction. Um, how did Corona impacted actually us as, as leaders or how did it impacted leadership overall? I saw and I see a lot of insecurity among many leaders during Corona times. Leaders were and are enormously challenged at the moment. Uh, on the one hand, they have to act as a crisis manager in the company, and that's a great challenge. And on the other hand, they face new and often unknown leadership challenges as uh, remote leadership, for example, home office, being present for employees, being more present and dealing with emotions uh, of the employees, such as insecurity or fears. And so it is a great balancing act between rational management and at the same time dealing intensively with people and dealing with their emotions and with uh, one's own emotions. And if leaders are able to reflect on themselves and recognize that changes are necessary in their mindset and leadership behavior, this can mean an enormous development of their leadership skills so, they, um, so that they can master the challenges for the future for successfully lead a company and its, and its employees in view cut times, for example. And Thus, the corona crisis can be an opportunity for leaders to develop and try out new things and also to further develop the leadership culture within the company. I think um, um, as leaders, and this is an important fact that you just mentioned, um, we are not machines. We are also human beings. No. Uh, and of course, uh, with own problems, with own uh, fears, so um, as you have been touch basing with so many uh, senior leaders, um, what are their personal headaches? What are their biggest, let's say, challenges that they have on their plate at the time being? Uh, I work with executives during change and innovation processes. For example, when executives are getting into a new executive leadership position or are dealing with critical leadership situations, And I work with executive teams on uh, changes in the company, reorganizations, transformations, culture change. And the biggest headache uh, for leaders I, uh, is always the aspect of how to convince others of change and innovations, how to implement changes and innovations, how they can get their employees, their leaders, all of their stakeholders behind them and how they can involve them in change processes. Uh, 
this is where the biggest headaches are and this is always the biggest challenge for leaders is in my experience yeah i mean uh, human of course uh, or human beings uh, uh, i would say or an organization is always like a ship right so it needs many impulses many forces to to move it into uh, let's say another direction And I think a strong element of this is, of course, uh, the cultural aspect of it. So uh, mm -hmm. with a strong culture, I think uh, change can be, I would say, um, implied or impulsed. So mm -hmm. uh, you also work very uh, deeply, let's say, with the aspect of culture in organizations. So maybe you mm -hmm. can describe us a little bit what would be a healthy or even a balanced company culture in your eyes. Uh, well, an important basis for a healthy and balanced company culture is an appreciative, trusting and empathetic attitude, I think, in all directions and across hierarchies. And this includes all stakeholders, such, uh, such as customers and suppliers, for example. And otherwise, healthy and balanced company cultures can look very different Uh, because every company, every organization is different and operates in a different environment or a different industry, has different history and so on. And a healthy and balanced company culture will look different in an international company than in, an, than in a family business. And similarly, similarly, it means something different for a startup company with many young employees than it does for a traditional company where employees have been working for generations. It's always important to consider where a company comes from, which culture was lived in the past. Um, accordingly, a healthy and balanced company culture looks a little different in every company. Cool. Um, now, if we switch gears again, and knowing that uh, in particular also um, through Corona, we have been forced, let's say, to quickly evolve and innovate, um, mm -hmm. uh, even, let's say, completely erode um, business models and come up with complete new ideas how to actually uh, making business. Mm -hmm. So... Um, How, in your view, leaders uh, can stimulate or even foster this strong, innovative company culture, let's say, all external forces aside, so how you can also, on a, let's say, normal, balanced economic situation, uh, can foster a very innovative company culture? First of all, it's important to create a framework condi uh, conditions that make innovations possible. And this is a top-down process and the job of executive leaders of the company. This means to enable employees to bring knowledge and skills of employees up to date, to create a climate conduct uh, to create a climate conductive to innovation and motivative structures and to create an appropriate freedom of thought, decision and action for the path from the idea to innovation. And I think uh, extremely, perhaps most important is that leaders are role models and show desired behavior and habits themselves because leaders have strong influence on habits and behavior. Employees always orient themselves to those who lead them. 
So leaders shape habits and culture in the company. And I like to talk about lighthouse function on lead, uh, of leaders. Leaders are visible from afar and should therefore be a shining example and provide orientation and security. And this also applies to innovation culture in the company. It's very important that, uh, that executives, executive leaders live what they are, what they want to have in mm -hmm. their companies. So um, with that having said, uh, you also mentioned that uh, it's uh, one of our day-to-day -day business as well as uh, supporting, let's say, teams uh, in order to make change or foster change. Um, so what has been your learnings also by managing or when managing teams? Uh, I mean, um, I would be also very keen on, on hearing from you what, mm -hmm. what is the, let's say, uh, the key aspects of, uh, of transforming, changing also the teams. Um, well, I think very important is um, to quickly resolve atmospheric disturbances in a team. If I want to develop uh, something, I have to focus on this because when conflicts are in the air, it ties up an incredible amount of energy and constructive and effective work becomes very difficult. And therefore time invested in clarification of conflicts is very well invested time in my experience. I, I love it. I think it's a, uh, uh, you sometimes see it and feel it's these tensions between human beings. Uh, you can always compare it, of course, in the private life uh, as well. Mm -hmm. If friends have something that they cannot really open, openly talk, uh, and sometimes uh, discussions are, let's say, uh, or many, many times are fruitful. And at the end, mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, like you said, it's not, uh, uh, it hinders us actually to, to continue. Yes. Um, so I'm very, very uh, thrilled, actually, but with uh, with all the knowledge that you are sharing here. So thank you so much. Uh, and uh, what I would be also very interested is to hear from you. What would you have said to your own uh, self before you actually started your professional career as as uh, a consultant uh, and, and leadership whistler? So maybe you can give us also some insights. Well. <laughs> Uh, that's a pretty good question and uh, a pretty good question. I would say trust in yourself and trust your gut feelings as a last instance for your decisions. And uh, very important is to see when one door closes, another one opens. I think that's very helpful to see. Oh. Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. What a great, what a great ending. Uh, thank you so much, Constanze, for being our guest today uh, and for showing and sharing these cool insights. Thank you. Thank you very much, Daniel, for your questions. Go for Leadership.